0: Welcome to the Clubhouse with Shane Bacon. I am your host, Shane Bacon, live from Champions Retreat, uh, Monday morning, Postmasters, and yes, it is true, uh, Sergio Garcia will never have to answer another question about winning a major championship. This Postmasters podcast is brought to you by Ogio For all your golf bags, backpacks, and much more, check out ogio.com. If you're looking for an upgrade in the golf bag department, Ogio makes the finest and most sophisticated array of bags on the market. Never miss in a single detail. OGO bags are beautiful, intelligent, and allow you an advantage on the golf course. That's OGO.com. O-G-I-O.com. Check out their entire selection. Uh, a group of guys joined me. Um, really a fun week with all of them. We got a chance to cover the Masters together. Uh, Kyle Porter, Kevin Van Valkenburg, uh, Brendan Porath joined me to have kind of a short reaction to just what happened a day ago. I mean, it was... Uh, it was remarkable. I mean, as I've said, and I'll say this throughout the, the, the podcast here today, I'm not sure any of us really ever thought it was going to happen for Sergio Garcia. I really don't think we thought so. So, a fun way to watch. Justin Rose was in control of the Masters. Ricky Fowler was there. Jordan Spieth was there. I think the fireworks were duds early, you know. and We were hoping for so many different things to happen, and nothing happened. But it felt a little bit like the PGA Championship last year. The fireworks came so late, and the moment they did, they were huge and awesome and fun. So, A great Masters, a big win for Sergio Garcia, really a big win for golf as we start the major season. I know uh, when we look at the guys we hoped would win, Sergio was atop that list, so fun to see him do it. We will have plenty more Clubhouse podcasts this week with some different people, some people that played in the Masters, so stay tuned, but I wanted to get something up Monday morning for you, so here we go, a reaction to the 2017 Masters with a group of guys here from Champions Retreat. All right, we welcome you guys into a makeshift post-Masters Clubhouse episode. Kevin Van Malkenburg and Kyle Porter here. We're at Champions Retreat in Augusta, Georgia. Kyle preparing for the round of his life after watching the round of his life. And guys, Sergio Garcia now a Masters champion, which is still kind of weird to say.
1: Yeah, I woke up this morning, and I, I didn't know whether to be more surprised that I'm playing against the National <laughs> or that Sergio Garcia just won the Masters. I mean, it, it, I, think, um, I think Solly said it best. He said, uh, Sergio's down two on 13 in the woods, Rose is in the fairway, Sergio wins the Masters.
0: Yeah. It, it, it's so improbable. Yeah, and, and Kev, you made a great point, and, and we'll get to all of this, but just looking back kind of you know, from a 1,000 feet of yesterday, uh, you had an interesting take on what Justin Rose did to allow all of this to happen for Sergio. We're all focused on Sergio right now, but of course, what Rose did—pretty, um, pretty not Rose-like. Yeah,
2: you tend to think of Rose like a machine and Sergio like this sort of wild artist. And actually, like as it came down, it was almost the opposite. Like Rose flies the the green on thirteen with a what seven iron, eight iron. Uh, and doesn't make a birdie there. Hits a middling shot on 14. Makes a par. Sergio makes birdie. Hits uh you know doesn't have any chance at eagle on 15. Hits a you know really good shot on 16. But then hits a bad shot on 17. It's a bad shot on 18 in the playoff. It, it was not the Justin Rose that I sort of expected to close down the stretch.
0: Well, and, and I just feel like the way he was hitting the golf ball through the opening part of that round. I mean, he was hitting fairways as he does. He was hitting iron shots in the middle of the greens. He was putting well most of the week, really, after that opening round. I mean, Justin Rose, if anything, is relentless on the golf course. And it was, I would say, kind of strange to see him play loose. I mean, the Masters does goofy stuff to a lot of people. Kyle, you were out there. You followed this group the entire day. Um, was there any moment you thought Sergio was actually going to
1: win? I thought I thought after the shot he hit on 15. I mean, 15 was awesome. We're standing up there on the hill, and it, 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 I, I think it's the coolest spot to watch a shot on the course. The sun's setting. Sergio just hits this money shot that you, you can't really tell where it goes when you're up there, but – we found out later. I guess it did. It graze the pin. Yeah, dinked the sick. Yeah, it almost dumped it. And then it, <laughs> and it <laughs> kissed the pin,
2: and then it went just a little bit left of it, and eight feet.
1: But the, the everybody in the grandstands just they just lost their minds, and so you knew it was close. And, and yeah. I thought when he hit that shot because I had told um I had told the guys earlier. I said, "But Sergio's probably going to go like birdie, eagle, birdie here," and then he goes birdie, eagle. Should have gone birdie at sixteen, it doesn't, and then you're like, "Well, he's he's going to lose it." So it was. It, I thought it was emblematic of his entire career and in how up and down it was, how many putts he missed at the wrong time, but then how many money shots he hit when he had to hit them.
2: And
0: Brennan Porath from SB Nation just joined us. He had to go <laughs> get coffee, so nice to show up. But you know, something that I think a lot of us probably have batted around numerous times in articles and talking and discussions with friends is is Sergio ever going to really do this? And when he hit the shot on 18 and Rose misses that putt, which I think we all thought Rose was going to make And I mean, you know, I, I wrote good, good, just pick him up, let's go. Rose did a good putt. Sergio has a five-footer to win the Masters. And really, Brendan, I would say maybe the easiest five-footer you could have in those circumstances on that green, and it doesn't hit the hole. And the moment that happened, I think collectively it was a group of us going, all right, well, that's that's probably that. Rose is probably going to take this
3: thing. Yeah, I was really surprised. Well, I guess not surprised, but it was illuminating to hear Sergio after the round say how comfortable he is in playoffs now because I think we were all the very much the opposite after missing that putt. He's like, oh, once it goes to the playoff, I'm you know I'm very comfortable in playoffs now. So I, I, I don't think we were watching him after that putt uh, in regulation on 18. And like with uh, Kyle saying he thought he was going to win it at 15, I... I, it felt different, you know, once he got that going on 14, got the momentum, saved the par on 13, it felt different, but I couldn't say, like, I always I always felt like he was going to win it, all the way to the end, because you had that 16 interlude there, where he babies the four-footer, and it just doesn't even come close to the hole, and Rose goes up, so I think he was striping it, as always, like, every ball was in perfectly in the middle, and you know, every approach shot was on top of the flag, but... That putt at 16 like kind of gave you pause, like, yeah, it feels different, but he's still he's still even, one behind. Like, is this really gonna happen?
0: So. Well, we all followed him for some point of the round. So I just wanted to go around and say, uh, you know, Kyle, you asked Sergio last night the kind of the golf shot that he'll remember, the golf shot that they kind of turned his route around, and of course Sergio didn't really give you much of an answer. But is there a, a golf shot? Uh, Kev, I'll start with you. Is there a golf shot from yesterday's round, really from any player that sticks out in your mind, the one that's going to kind of carry you through to the next Masters and the Masters after that when you think of 17? Uh,
2: I think the putt that Trudy made on 13. I mean, Rose basically said. You know, if he doesn't make that putt, I'm looking at Justin. You know, <laughs> I like a all of <laughs> I'm looking at Thomas Pizza's and Matt Kuchar next. You know, he's like he did that was crying. that was crazy. That's so insane. Like he he said essentially, if Sergio doesn't make that putt, I'm going to make mine, and it's over. It's over. And and Sergio railed that putt. In. It was just even to be able to hit a pitch out of the bushes there to get it down where you can hit another pitch. Those are two like shots. You know, I I stand there. I'm looking at Sergio's shoulders, sort of slumping. I'm thinking, yeah, it's done. That's all.
0: Okay. And Porter, I'm assuming yours was the shot of 15. Yeah, you left.
2: <laughs> we had to leave. We were cooling that guy off. We show up at eight.
0: I'm the cooler. Man. <laughs> yeah. All right. I was. I if I had stayed out there, we would have been like speed redux. <laughs> but we showed up at eight, and I mean, we were standing there when he had pulled that that goofy three wood to hit the bump and run with the three wood. And I think we were all. Yeah. I, I was not happy about <laughs> that. Bacon
1: part. was pacing about this.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I just you know, again, like so many times we see guys. Almost outthink themselves, you know. I mean, I mean, he plays the eighth perfectly. He's right in front of the green. It's like put it up there, short of the hole, knock it in for four. And I mean, he was leading the Masters, you know. And he yeah. he does that. Rose kind of makes that squirrely little birdie putt that just limps in the hole. And I mean, after that, to me, after that, it, it was over for Sergio. You said fifteen fourth. Do you have kind of a, a moment or a shot that, in your opinion, it just really sticks out from one that either won the Masters for Sergio or lost it for
3: somebody else? Uh, I don't know if it was a shot so much that I wrote this kind of became the hook for my piece, uh, which went up this morning, is he went on 14 after he saves par. He ducked under the rope line and went 60. Relieved himself. You know, if we want to get flowery about it, he relieved himself of all the 73 prior majors, you know, the the drama, you know, baggage. But uh, he went went under the rope line, came back and never hit another bad shot. He had that one bad stroke, but he never, or I'm sorry, he never made another bad swing. So that kind of stuck out in my mind. He, he disappeared in the pines, came back. Rose was kind of throwing grass in the air, trying to figure out the wind on 14. It took him a while. They were taking forever. They were like two holes behind Spieth and Fowler. So How do you get two holes behind Spieth. I know. It was, it, and that was by like 11. It was crazy. Like there was, was no one on Amen corner. Brand. And then they were just playing – you know, they were already off the 13th tee, Speed Plus. By the way, since I'm officially the cooler, if Phil ever
2: posts, like, the lead in the U.S. Open, he should hire me to run out the media <laughs> center to follow whoever is
0: trying to catch him. <laughs> yeah, <You I mean, laughs> Je- Justin Rose's is leading Aaron Hills, and you just we, go caddy for him?
2: Yeah, we...
1: I, I think... Uh, uh, Fowler was back in jupe life before
2: before <laughs>
3: uh, yeah. they got yeah, before, the before bowl, they got done uh, yeah like it, they were so far behind that like on eighteen there was a big roar up in the green it was like oh that's just because they're changing the scoreboard because it's now tied because Spieth and Fowler have been done for twenty five minutes that was yeah that was so but yeah fourteen that was it because yeah. he came back from the ropes stepped up hit a quick nine iron one fifty after Rose was flustering around like throwing grass trying to figure out. <laughs> And then he just stalks it into the flag, makes birdie, throws it short. Like can, that approach, shot at fourteen. Can we talk about the two shots on eighteen?
1: I mean, he he went after it both times. Yeah, great drive. The,
0: perfect the, drives. I mean he has this was all I lengthened to avoid those guys cutting the corner. And Sergio had wedge and 9-iron in his last two shots. I mean, I, I mean, it's it's turned into, again, a 145-yard second shot.
2: You, you and I are standing uh, just right of 18.
0: <laughs> well, no, let's paint that picture. Okay. We're the two dumbest journalists at Augusta National. Better get to didn't, 10. That's where the playoffs started. Right? Didn't know where the playoffs started. We rush out to the 10th <laughs> hole, and we think we are the smartest two guys. We're looking at 10, and then we, at one point we realize... All the patrons are looking at 18, and so you went over kind of humbly and asked. Yeah, so we finally figured out, okay, it's 13. We stand down there. We can't really see the,
2: the tee shots, but we see a ball banging in the woods. And what did you <laughs> say to me? Well, Sergio,
0: that's, he's done. Yeah. I, I had to, you had to think it was Sergio. I had to think it was Sergio. There's no way I ever would have thought it was Rose. Yeah, Rose was hitting the driver great. He was hitting the ball great. So... We've talked about Sergio, and I mean, there's plenty more we can discuss about Sergio Garcia and winning the Masters and winning a Major and doing it in this kind of fashion. I mean, he didn't need to make Birding a playoff, but he did. I mean, that's pretty remarkable, really. I wanted to ask and go around and just ask you if there's... uh, Which player, considering how busy this leaderboard was after 54 holes, which player will leave Augusta National or left Augusta National the most disappointed without the Green Jacket?
2: Um... Most disappointed, I would say I'm gonna go Rory. Uh, why unfortunately, yet again, we have a, a master's where Rory just kind of struggles with distance and scroll with his irons. He can't, he's absolutely nutting the ball off the tee, putting himself in position A so many times. This is a place where there's not, you know, rough, there's second cut, and so he should be able to hit to the middle of greens, you know, even like. Give himself a chance at some of them, and he's he's hitting it, you know, 375 on 13 on Saturday and misses the green entirely. And the same thing with 15. Like at some point, it's gotta drive him crazy that he is made for this place and can't can't figure it out. It was a travesty.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. A travesty! <laughs> the The Legend of 13 was just Oh I, I couldn't I couldn't believe it. I mean he I know he said he had a bad number, but 160.
0: Yeah, I mean there's not I, I hate the bad yeah, number, number thing. I mean, you know, we all, you know, like Rory and appreciate Rory as a, as a guy, but I mean, bad numbers aren't to me not really a thing. I mean, you 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 hit the golf shot the number that's there. And I mean, if you're flying the green at 13 with the 9 iron or a wedge, you know, it's not a golf shot. It's just not. I mean, if you fly with a full iron, that's
3: one thing. So when you do and, that today at Augusta, can you tell your... Yeah, I was going to
1: ask, do you think, the, do you think, do you think right? they'll lengthen the, uh, the tees to keep me from cutting the corner? I think like that'd be so? smart
0: move, personally. point <laughs> do you have know, somebody that you think is leaving, you know, this Masters the most disappointed with a chance to win this thing?
3: Charles Schwartzel. Seems really like the kind of guy <laughs> who beats himself up, you know? <laughs> just seems like a really emotional cat, you know? Uh... No, I, I mean, I was going to say, Rory. I thought, you know, again, he said after the round, though, this is a transitional time. And he's encouraged because he didn't shoot like the seventy-five, seventy-seven. It was all like within, you know, yeah. one over, one under, and then shot um, a the sixty-nine. Rickster? Well, that's yeah, seventy-six.
2: Yeah.
1: So, here, here, here's my thing with Ricky. He didn't he didn't hit it well this week at all. He was he was number for all the people out there. Putting one's the Masters. He was number one in strokes game putting this week
2: finished T-11. Right, is there a bigger a, myth than putting in this match? No. He, Lee Westwood
0: has, what, like 58 58? top 10s <laughs> in the last 11 years? Adam Scott tied for ninth. Adam Scott's a previous master winner. I'm obviously not a good Adam,
1: putter. Adam Scott this year, uh, he had 18 putts between 5 and 10 feet. He missed nine of
0: them. Right. I mean, it's unbelievable. Matt Suyama is a guy that famously not a good putter. Third straight top 10. I mean, it might have been a backdoor. We, we haven't, I mean, Matt, Matt Kuchar's a great putter and he plays well here and he had kind of an amazing run. There at the end, but I feel like the winners don't really ever make that much sense. It's just simply getting the ball close and having, hoping the ball kind of limp in. Bob was one here twice. I mean, if there's ever a case of somebody that doesn't really roll the ball very
1: well, I just, I just didn't think. I don't think Fowler can be disappointed because he didn't really have his stuff. Like I, I thought he kind of got, I thought he kind of played well to finish in the top. Three. I mean, he didn't on Sunday, obviously, but to be in the second to last group without really hitting it that right, good with speed, we
2: haven't even talked about speed. Well, I mean, did seventy-five twice. But to... can you? <coughs>
0: I think in a way you have to think we saw this coming I mean you're not finishing first or second of the matches every time I yeah. feel I, he
2: got himself in position that's what sort of like he, he came all the way back from that ugly Thursday you know whole hole and to, to sort of then go backwards I thought it just surprised me I mean I basically wrote a piece being like you might as well anoint him now. <laughs> we all did yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: but, but I mean with him and I got vaporized for this take on, on Sunday morning but he just ran out of gas. Like it's, so, I think it just takes so much. I, I think Friday afternoon, second nine took a lot out of yeah. him. Like shooting that 33 to get kind of back in it. I just thought he was on empty by Sunday.
0: Well, speaking of empty, I mean, I wrote, golf.com asked, you know, the disappointing question. And I said Phil Mickelson, the most disappointed. I mean, Phil was in there on Friday. He was in there again on Saturday. I he was paired with Jordan Spieth. He birdies one, he birdies two. We were out there following him. The crowds were As big as that tiger Phil Perry we saw years ago on Sunday. I mean, they were there to watch those two guys, you know, give us fireworks, and Jordan did it. It looked like Phil's going to, and then Phil (laughs) plays the third as poorly as you can play. It makes that double bogey, and I really never really recovered. But, you know, Phil's not going to have a ton of chances to win this thing again. And he was right in there going into the third round, starts birdie birdie, and it looked like he was going to give himself a really good chance to win a fourth.
3: Legitimately, how many chances does Phil
0: have? I just I think so he's forty. He was forty six this year.
3: Speaking of E, you know, like yeah. he's the That's guy who looks who
2: tired.
1: He looks starts tired.
3: Flubs that wedge on three, and then you know he makes birdie birdie on Saturday, and then three just implodes. and It's like never. Does he have five
2: ever. chances left? Does he have? No, well, here's I the thing. he was in it this year. I think. Yeah, I Freddie think ten years old. With
1: Phil. I'm glad you brought that up. I think Phil's got 15 chances left. It's just a matter of 61. It's a matter of whether he can like like complete four rounds. Right. Like I, it's I don't. To me, it's not. It's not chance. Like I think he'll be there. I just don't know. Like, does the temperature have to be like 68 every day and like no wind for him? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I, I just. I don't. I don't know if physically he can continue
2: to do well. It. So that, you know, you think like you plotted on a graph like Phil's talent versus how much time he's got left. Like you know, and his stamina. Like that's a real legitimate thing. Like you know, it's it's like Freddie's. Is back gonna hold up? Is Phil's like stamina gonna be able to hold up to concentrate and hit enough shots at fifty six? You know, I don't I know. know. I, I think I think legitimately he probably has like three or four chances left. And you, you could maybe see if he'll get into the mix at 52, 54. Three, but I, I think anything beyond fifty, we're starting to get into you know, dreaming.
1: Bacon, Bacon gave him two more jackets and a U.S. Open.
0: <laughs> He's <laughs> going three more majors. seven, seven majors. <laughs> yeah, hey, or I, eight. I would, would be, I would be, surprised if if Phil didn't win other matches. But I mean, I've been saying, I probably, well, I mean, I, picked Phil win <laughs> the matches the last two years. I really thought he had a good shot, and, and like I said, it looked like for two rounds, um, you know, he was he was going to be in the conversation. I think the last year and a half. When Phil's run out of gas, he runs out of gas, and it goes e quickly. And we yeah. see it late on Sundays. We see it at Red Ram Tour. saw waste management this year. You know when it goes south, Torrey. he is done. Yeah. And I mean, and, and I also think there's a level of interest. I mean, Jordan Speed said Jordan Speed's twenty three. Speed said, if I finish fifth or thirteenth, who cares if I don't win? <laughs> I think that's kind of Phil's you know thought process as well. But uh, you know, we, we, we are kind of running against the clock. So I wanted to ask, you know, takeaway wise, you know. Is there, is there one thing that sticks out in your mind? Is it Sergio? Is it all going to be Sergio when you, when you think five years from now, you're looking back at the 2017 masters, what really is, is the thing you think is going to stick out in your mind? KVD? Uh, I guess I would go, um,
2: honestly, I, I maybe mean, we haven't talked about this at all, even like last night, but I think maybe playing with Justin Rose kind of helped Sergio a little bit. So that moment when they both flag it on 16 and like, uh, they reach back and they high five as they're sort of walking up a thing. Like, if someone was being, like, really, if Tiger was sort of there doing the same thing and being really steely, and, like, that's always what kind of unnerved Sergio is. Like, he wanted to be friends with the guy. He they, Look, deep down, he wanted to be friends with Tiger. He didn't want to, like, have a feud right. with Tiger. He wanted Tiger to like him. And so the fact that Rose was kind of there, like, still hitting a lot of good golf shots at him, but I think that made Sergio just comfortable enough to get over this sort of...
1: I think for me, it's it's just Sergio. His press conference last time was so interesting because he was he just seemed so like it's almost like the people who rooted for him needed the major more than he did. Like yeah. his his career to him seems valid. Wow. And and I I brought this up in my piece, but like if Rose makes the putt on eighteen in regulation, Sergio doesn't win the Masters and might never win a major. Is he any different of a player? Not really. And like that's how that's how thin the line is between winning winning major championships Sergio really hasn't had that many great chances at winning majors 07 open and like maybe one or two others and, and he closed out this one so I just I don't know to me it's it's um, it's kind of a rubber stamp on his resume um, just just for, for people that maybe kind of follow golf tangentially or, or, or don't really know how good of a player he actually if Sergio is. had lost
2: this Masters because Rose got that garbage kick towards the piano. <laughs> that would have been the most surgical thing of all time. I, that was a
1: horror shot. I still have not seen the kick. Oh my,
0: oh my goodness. It's a uh, trampoline shot. Left. It, was, left.
2: It, was, it was should have been in the bunker. Essentially, I mean, it was like essentially the shot that Norman hit, but with different clubs that <laughs> just kicked like hard
0: left and then settled to, to the pin. Okay. I mean, yeah, it was nice. It was a nice thing for us. The stuff thing
2: playing
3: will playing. stick with me is like that patented Sergio, like fist pump. Yeah. When Kyle and I were talking about our 14, it was the first time we really saw mm-hmm. it. It was, like the crouch fist pump and like you know, goes points at the grandstand with the pump. Like we're used to that so many times being like a punch in the stomach because we're rooting for against him in the Ryder Cup and he just had the entire crowd on his side yesterday and it it felt cool to pull for those fist pumps and then obviously at 14 he did it kind of with a glare like that, vamos, come on. And then, you know, two hours later on 18, it's with this enormous grin and I I don't know it was pretty emotional being out there the the, like relief after that tense like last two hours the fist pump with a huge smile like going to the turf was really cool.
0: I like that Porter says what he's going (laughs) to remember is this and that. You know what you're going to remember from 2017 Masters you liar.
1: Yeah uh, shooting a 108 on (laughs) on
3: on
0: (laughs) Well guys I appreciate the time. Uh, We will have more uh, Masters uh, reactions and such throughout the week but I wanted to get something up uh, because it's obviously fresh in our minds and we uh, we were excited to be there, uh, see, you know, in, in a way, history, see Sergio Garcia do something that I would say, like I said, I think a lot of people probably thought was not gonna happen again. So,
2: so let's all pull for Cabo, to shoot a low oh, score. It's being fit this morning. We had some egg whites and some broccoli, and he's going to feel the stamina
0: late that young Phil Nicholson did not. Kyle, <laughs> do, do us all a favor and enjoy every step. It's gonna be awesome. Well, that will do it for this Clubhouse Podcast. A reminder, make sure you check out ogio.com All your golf bag needs, all your backpack needs, much, much more. OGIO.com. If you're looking for an upgrade in the golf bag department, Ogio makes the finest and smartest bags on the market, never missing a single detail. They're great. They're beautiful. They're cool. They will make you play better golf. That's true. That's just a fact. You'll play better golf with these golf bags that you have check it out ogio.com many thanks to my guys a great week i hope everybody had fun watching following along on social and being a part of of history really as we saw sergio garcia win the masters as i said we'll have more podcasts to come throughout the week so make sure you check back hope you guys have a great week and i hope you're not too sad that the azaleas and the pimento cheese sandwiches are done for a year